Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Break Evans, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. We've got a big event on this Sunday out at Blue Wealth headquarters out at uh, Homebush out there where we will be out there. Then we'll be going to the Bulldogs versus Newcastle Knights game. We have got a few tickets that are available still if you would like to attend that. Obviously, Timmy's going to be away. He's heading off to Europe very soon. I'm going to give a lot of shit to him about that <laughs> very, very quickly. Uh, but I'll be out there uh, with the team from Blue Wealth Property, Mort's. Uh, Tony will all be out there having a great time. You can learn a little bit before, and then we can head over to the game for a blockbuster between the Newcastle Knights and the Canterbury Bulldogs. If you would like to attend, send an email to uh, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com, and I will get in touch with you over the next few days. Bringing in my 5'8", my partner in crime, my 5'8", Tim Williams. Welcome. Yeah, right. Good to be along, mate. How good? Good. One last hurrah before a little uh, voyage. Yeah. Where, where, t- tell us about the voyage. What's doing? Well, mate, the, I, just, I read a bit of the news. Because I see you drive from one side of Alexandria to the other and you, you, you battle with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, uh, they were saying the English economy is struggling at the moment, mate. And I noticed the Ashes was on and you know, I was struggling to sell tickets. So I've just made the effort to go and help our, you know, the English and... Buy some tickets to the Ashes, stimulate the economy, just just do them a do them a favour. So, two weeks I'll be gone for two weeks, two weeks without me, mate. And uh, it's too bad you yeah. hate sports. Got, got, got a, a family wedding in Ireland. I'm shooting over for with a, a little Ashes dipped on on the side. How good! And uh, and Wimbledon while right? A little bit of Wimbledon. <laughs> Tough Very two nice. weeks. Very good. Very good. You sure you don't want to stay for the Canterbury Bulldogs versus Newcastle Knights? I was devastated. I missed that one, mate. It's yeah. going to be a cracker, the KP show. Thanks you, for coming. You, you as a KP owner out there, you'll be fr- – well, yeah. I was, I was going to say, the last couple of games we've been to together, Gutho's absolutely turned it on for you, KP. So, yeah, you, you'll have a good night if uh, KP turns it on. Afternoon, I should say. Now, you're away for two weeks, uh, so I'm going to have to steer the ship and we will have uh, some celebrity guests joining mm. us. Can we announce next week's guests? I reckon we can, mate. Yeah, you want to take it away? Who have we got? Uh, the infamous Supercoach Spy. Oh, stop it. Stepping up to the plate. Stop it. Yeah. You don't know what's going to hear. One of the greats, the Spy. Uh, you're, you're the last time I saw the Spy, he was stumbling down the stairs of the Caxton at about 3am. Hate a schooner. And I was thinking, geez, he must be wasted. I thought, oh, no, he's just carrying Cassidy as well. So I get why he's so wasted. But really looking forward. Are you nervous about getting your seat back off the spy? I'm nervous that there's not going to be a second SC playbook show and you're going to just me and Spy here every Wednesday morning, more, more so, mate. Which, may, which means I'm going to have to start doing more of my own social content. That's a big concern. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we will have the Spy on next week. Um, and then hopefully oh, we'll have another guest next week, maybe maybe Riser. Yeah. Try and give him another call up. Are you, uh, yeah. are you nervous that you have to make trades without me? Oh, very, yeah. <laughs> well, I made a trade without you on the weekend that completely fucked me. <laughs> But you will notice where the trophy is. <laughs> Let's get to this week, by the way. Um, I was very doom and gloom when I brought in Nick Meany and Nick Meany did exactly what Nick Meany does and scored me a 41, 42, something around that ballpark. Might have been 42 poor mo- more points than he deserved. Uh, I thought that my round was done and dusted. Um, I actually managed to rally pretty well. Uh, I think I scored 1,218, so... Very happy with that, all things considered. Who rescued your score there? Because the Stallions were 1,171 points, and, and I sort of thought originally that was 
Geared hard in these these buy impacted rounds to work out where where if you're going up whether you're going down. Yeah. I think last week I thought I was going down. I went up. This week I thought I'd get a little bit of green, go up a few spots, drop 500 spots to 3300 overall. So still well enough. Who yeah? Who rescued you? You round? dropped 500. I went up exactly 500. There you go. It's that little. Yeah. You mate, you just eating away at the margin. Jeez, I'm eating away slowly though. <laughs> I am eating away goddamn slowly. It's not my normal way. Uh, who were the big? Who were the guns that went big for me to save me last week? Yeah, well, what, who were like Little comma J <laughs> put on a show. Sixty six points for the St George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, my big one, Corey Horsburgh, eighty seven. The Red Dog. But then also the thing that saved me was my big guns that I have saved. So for feeder, yeah, Val Holmes, not Nick Meany, um, Gutho. Fafita was the swing for us because I flipped him yeah. a couple of weeks back. Yeah, I think Fafita, and you you don't have Horsbro either, do you? No, bro, he was on a fucking tear the other day. I know he'll he'll be up later. In the he, show honestly, though. he finished on eighty seven, and I was like, oh, I thought he'd get more. He didn't. And he stop, had no attacking he? stats. It's crazy. Fucking I hate insane. to pick him game three. I was so devastated for Tom Flegler, obviously, but I was even more devastated knowing that Corey Horsbro. He's probably going to play because I'm in game three, surely. I, I don't know about you, but I think I'm in a bit of curry for round 19. I I plan for the buyers, mate, so I'm pretty sweet. Mm. So do I, just not well. <laughs> not well at all. Uh, so, yeah, an exciting week of Supercoach. It was an absolute roller coaster. I threw my phone to the end of the lounge at about 9 o'clock Saturday. Didn't open it again until Monday when I realised, oh, it's actually not as bad. Stop carrying on like a fucking child. So that was good fun. Uh, the weekly winner. So at the moment, we've got... Three of the top 10 in beers and break-evens. Our weekly winner was 12 Years Let's Gone, who's currently ranked 17th overall. So not a sniper team, which is good to see. 17th overall and won the week. Well, I would say they're 17th oh, overall. Oh, yeah, sorry, in the group, sorry. Yeah, going bloody well, though. No, 17th overall. Wow. Yeah, so I, I wonder where he was coming last week. Good stuff. So shout out to Evan. Congratulations, mate. Um, his hookers might actually be worse than mine, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to your brother, uh, Charns, Dallin, Will Pensini, Clint Gutherson, SJ, Hopgood, Fafida. Holy shit. Yeah, put on Tough a show, week. my guy. Wow, Horsbrough, yeah. oh. Manu. Nearly yeah, sure nice. those teams, the weekly winner. It just makes you feel crook, doesn't it? It's awful. It's awful. Especially when his hookers are Wade Egan and Tanner Boyd. What's <laughs> what's the uh, trade situation looking over at the Grignos? Uh, trade, oh, by the way, Evan, uh, beers, beers and break evens at gmail.com. You reach out to me. I'm not going to chase you. You need to follow me up. <laughs> I am about as slow as Todd Burns, so you should be able to get me there, <laughs> mate. Um, the trade situation... For How the many have left? Garinos is 17 left. Oof. Yeah, so I when I say I'm kind of fucked for round 19, I could make like I I, I think I, I think I've got 10 at the moment, so I could quite easily get 13 or yeah, 14. <clears throat> Did you reckon it's worth it? Do you reckon it's worth me chasing those guys or uh it'll depend on what targets are available. Mm. Uh, there's there isn't uh, there are Horsebrow out really hurts. Yeah, me. yeah, that hurts. The, well, he's not confirmed yet, but Looks like you get a game, surely. Has to. There there aren't a lot of guns available next week that probably don't already own. There's a few out there. So I just think at this stage of the year, you want to be doing your best if you're not freeing up cash and you bring in... <coughs> if you bring in a player for the third and final major buy round, you really want them to ideally be a keeper for the run home. So that yeah. you don't have to trade him out. Don't be burning two trades with it. That being said, like 17 is a great spot. I'm, I've got 14 left and I'm happy with that. Well, yeah. Mate, I should have had 18 left. I didn't need to make a trade on the weekend. Mm. The Nick Meany rush of blood was costly. Very costly. Speaking of, uh, a lot of you guys left fantastic sledges for me. It was um, when you're in a dark space to have 125 comments really helps. It was fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, but it was a good giggle. Uh, I had a great time with them. Uh, for me, my winner was the guy that called me the Maguru, <laughs> which I think is one of the greatest sledges of all time. And I think from now on, when I make a good call, I'll come in as the guru. But when I make a shocker, mm. I am the Maguru. I need to get some Maguru apparel made up as well. So every, whenever you have a shocker, so every second week, you've got to wear the Maguru, the Maguru hat. I think 
next year, that will probably be my team name. I think we'll have the Kuma Stallions and the Magurus. <laughs> so shout out to your brother. That was very good. There were some other absolute blinders in there, some absolute crackers. Uh, they were sensational. The ones that was like... Um, um, Nick Meaney's the worst captain of the week and a guy captained a submarine to the bottom of the ocean. I was like, oh my hectic. God. Heaps hectic, but mad. There are some dark souls out there. Dark souls, yeah. yeah I love them. You're all, you're all welcome at the table, so shout out to you. Unreal stuff there. Um, now, uh, Kempi on Monday has got uh, some jumpers for sale. He has got this one and he's got... The white ones, uh, you got the white ones. So these ones, uh, these are fucking sensational. Absolutely love them. And then we have also got the white ones, which are also, thanks brother, which are also pretty hectic. Hopefully I don't spill coffee all over it. These ones here, so they are, fuck, I made that look hard, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's like I'm trying to wrestle a bear up here, um, <laughs> which are, Hectic as well. So, absolutely love these. Kempi, pulling out all the stops as per usual, right, Timmy? Jerseys aside, they're my favourite bloke apparel. They are. Yeah, I love them. Unreal, yeah. We are. Uh, are really my vibe. We so. wore them on Monday. I left mine at home, but uh, comfy as all hell. Yeah, I haven't taken stuff. it off since. So, uh, make sure you get out there on Monday. I think they are a pretty, it's pretty limited stock on these. So, you will have to get in pretty quickly, as Kempi has said on the last few shows. But Monday afternoon, they will be there, so make sure you jump on those. All right. Now, before you head over to beautiful Europe, we have got a teamless Tuesday. We do. To go through here. Uh, Thursday night, we've got the Sharkies taking on the Dragons. Uh, that's 7.50 coming here from Shark Park for the Sharkies. Toby Rudolph on the extended bench for the Dragons. Tau Moga, he returns at centre with Moses Sully dropping out of the side with concussion. Jack Bird, out again. What's going on? I don't know. But I reckon I have looked at him eight times this year and thought, might buy him this week, mm. and I'm so glad I never have. In, out, in, out, in, out. It's just, I, I don't know what's going on with Birdie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the, and obviously the talking point in that game, which we'll talk, get, get to very soon, but Nico Hines. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 180 incoming. I hear he's got a calf injury. Um, Warriors <laughs> v Rabbitohs, Friday, 6 p.m. from uh, Go Media Stadium in Auckland for the Waz. Nia Corey out this week, suspended for three games. Uh, Josh Curran comes in. Mitchie Barnett on the bench. Still no Tomato Martin. Um, I thought he would have been back by now. <laughs> Guru's team news live, live and free. Yeah, I, I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm glad we stayed away from Metcalf. Like, he's only averaging 55, made 130K. Yeah, he's no Nick Meany. Five break even. <laughs> uh, for the Bunnies, nothing to really touch on there. Um, for the Storm v Panthers, which is Friday night, 8 p.m. Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, I think I'm also going to be jumping on the Hello Sport live stream. So if you are looking to sit back and enjoy that game, uh, go over to Hello Sport YouTube. I'll be there. Timmy was meant to join us, but he's obviously going to Europe. Priorities, right? Yeah. I think we're going to have more fun, though. Uh, I'll be I'll be sinking into some Irish Guinness, mate. Yeah, back that. I don't know if they've got bloke overseas. If they do... I'm, I'm sure they sure. would. That'd be probably, crazy not to. They probably do, actually. They probably would. I I'm pretty sure so. they have it at Lord's. Yeah. At the cricket. I Yeah. I can't imagine you'd bother building a stadium if you didn't have bloke, right? <laughs> um, Friday, 8pm, Marble Stadium in Melbourne. Got a couple of rogue stadiums getting a feature this weekend. Uh, still no Eli Katoa, which means Nelson Osofa-Solomona stays on the edge. Tui Kamakamitha returns on the pine. For the Panthers, all the Origin stars return. Uh, Hosking, Peach, all back to reserve grade. So Hosking, 18th man, but he has been named in New South Wales Cup, so I would safely assume he's going to play there. Yeah, him and barring any injuries or anything that happened during the week, Peach, you'd imagine, misses out too. So I think you can you can look to move on, Hoskins and Peach. Uh, they've both done a job. Hosking, he hasn't quite hit the heights we hoped, would he? Like, he's, he's certainly done a job for us, but yeah. early on in the year we were thinking we, we've got a potential keeper on our hands here, but it just shows how hard it is to reach consistently that elite tier of supercoach in a position. Yeah, for sure. And I, I reckon he's going to be a guy towards the back end of the season that's going to become interesting. Mm. I reckon he's, he'll have a little spell in reserve grade here and then once Cleary's back with him on that edge, I reckon he might be a little pot option a little bit later. You know what he has done that's killed us? His emergence this season, it's starved us of Scott Sorensen. 
It has. Because yes. we haven't known what's going on. And you couldn't go around sorrow because uncertainty around minutes, roll, all that. But he's the one who's just stuck there playing 80 minutes. Oh. And it still worries me. Like, even if you went Sorensen now, I would still be worried if in three weeks he's going to be playing 80 minutes on that edge. Yeah, like we go out to a 50-minute bench roll, you, you don't know. So. You just don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I'd love to Scotty Sorensen. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would, believe me. You've never said it, but I know you would. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Raiders and the Titans, 3 p.m. from Geo Stadium in Canberra. Last time we were in Canberra. Last time we were in... Oh, you shit the bed against the Warriors. That's right. Good night, that. Yeah, moving on. Tino back for the Titans. Tino back in for the Titans, for the Raiders. Josh Papali'i out. Uh, Sami Solo starts. Horsbrot lock. The bench still Starling, Kotrick, Mariota. Uh, great. Great for the big dogs there. Yeah, Big Red, Corey Horsbrot and Joe Tarpany. Both playing decent minutes. Anyway. Look, I think Big Red plays, he's been playing big minutes regardless. But uh, Joey Taps can't hurt him, who we know, like, tends to build into minutes throughout the season. To be fair, a lot of Raiders key forwards do under Ricky Stewart, but it uh, can only help Joe Tarpany. Yep, shout out to Horsburgh and Tarpany, my front row in my draft side. Oof. Coming for you this week, Pete. <laughs> um, all right, Cowboys v Tigers, uh, 5.30pm up there in Townsville. The Cows are back to their normal, essentially. Uh, Tamalolo on the extended bench. One to watch there. Fuck, he looked good the other day when he played. He did, yeah. Uh, for the Tigers, nothing huge. Dane Laurie starts at 5'8". It's his first game since round four. I cannot believe Dane Laurie has not been in this side for that long. He's been playing cup, has he? Yeah. I, th- I thought since, yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't that long ago, but when Brooksy went down, I thought he might have got a slot at some point or they would have found a way to get him a run. I, I love Dane Laurie. I, I think can't he's wait to see him at 5'8". Because I think he's talk- going to go good. Because <clears throat> there was talk early in the season of him playing there. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I like him, like, Preferably at fullback, but now the Dream Bulls seemingly in there and locked into the fullback spot. We good to see how he goes there because if he can click and go all right, who knows? He, I, I really like him as a player. I, good. Yeah, I, I, so if, if, I. I, if I was a club, I'd be trying to get him off the Tigers. Ooh, um, good half. Uh, anytime try scorer bets, Cowboys edge Laurie. What what edge will Laurie be on? Do we think Wakem plays right? Laurie left, right edge Cowboys. Jeremiah and I. Quick mate. Yeah. Nanai. Fuck, he's in good form at the moment. Yeah. I actually looked at him the other day and thought... Uh, you going through Dane Laurie. Then that little voice in my head went, it's like Tyrell Sloan again. <laughs> Walk away. Okay. So um, moved on and bought Dane Laurie instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got the Wayne Bennett Cup, the Brisbane Broncos versus the Dolphins coming here from the Gabba. How good. Yeah. Rugby League of the Gabba. Unreal. Uh, Saturday, 7.35 for the Bronx. Rissy Walsh out for three games. You would have to assume Sailor comes in to play fullback. They could move Herbie Farmworth there, but surely Sailor would just make the most sense, wouldn't he? Sailor got the run there, uh, I think was the the last major buy around uh, during Origin when when Walsh was out. So I would say Sailor. Uh, you got Jordan Ricky, who looks like he could be out long-term, as is Flegler. Uh, Pierre Cura locks in 80 minutes. Xavier Wilson on the edge. Um... Pierre Cura is obviously a guy that we've been keeping an eye on ever since Doral tipped us mm. off on just how talented he is. Uh, but I'll tell you what, two years ago, I was so excited about Xavier Willison. So I'm, I'm very keen to see both these guys yep. get a gig. Yeah, and that's it. So Ricky's out, sounds like six to eight weeks. Flegler's out for a fair while as well. Probably doesn't impact uh, that edge pairing too, too much. Flegler being in middle, but can only help the cause. Yep. So we'll get more to Pierre Cura later and a few stats around him, but... Becomes a very intriguing prospect this week. Have you Titans fans out there? Just keep an eye on uh, Paliasia in the front row. I reckon he's going to be a really good guy buy mm. for you guys next year. So uh, to pair him up with Tino, Mofort, Isaac Liu. Mofort. Mofort. Like it. The flaming Milwaukee's. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the Dolphins. Lemuelu on the bench still. Jeremy Marshall King returns. Tafade keeps his spot with Branko not named. Jesse New returns in place of Braden McGrady. I'll tell you what, the draft team, there was almost a riot when McGrady got dropped. Almost a fucking riot. Wayne, what is doing? Did you up McGrady in last week? Yeah. Guess who for? Dropped Turbo, picked up Braden McGrady. That's how grim my draft comp is. That is one of the all-time I dropped moves. Tommy Turbo for a guy making his debut for a club that's existed for four months. Playing on the wing. Yeah, who scored a try and still got dropped. Dear Lord. Yeah. Parramatta only scored 40 in the first half, so... <laughs> 
I'm hoping the Broncos do the same to them, which coming off a loss, they could, because as a non-valence to Fadi owner, if the edge gets cut up, I don't know how far Branko is, but things could change pretty quick. Branko could be tomorrow away and then be four weeks away. Yeah, yeah. It's just unfortunate. They'll also have... As we always say with Branko, once he gets one injury... He'll tend to get six, unfortunately. He's just got one of those bodies, the poor bastard. So, I mean, it's a very negative way of looking at it, but uh, Eddie Lee's not named anywhere around there. I'm just thinking, you know what? I'm being too negative looking at Valence to Friday getting dropped. I'm looking through purely Supercoach goggles as a non-owner and the buy next week. But he's there. He's got some talent. So from a footy perspective, hopefully he can win that spot. What are you doing with Lemuelu? I I don't have him, but I... I flipped him last week. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping that... When JMK got ruled out last week, that Ray Stone might go to hooker and that Kenny Bromwich might go to the middle and yep. he'd come in and start. And I'm like, sweet, hold on to him. When he wasn't, I just went, I've got to, got to get rid of you. I'm pretty well placed next week for numbers, so I thought I don't really need him. Uh, it hurt a little bit because I, I just rate him as a footballer. He hasn't had the best month or so, but uh, the, the call that he made, he's got about 30 odd, so happy with that. Isn't like Hosking, Lemuelu, these guys, they're all in my draft team too, which is fucking fantastic. Um, isn't it just a classic example of just how hard first grade is? Oh, my goodness. Like, people sleep on it. Lemuelu was a well-beater for a while there. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, he's got a big future, but, like, just the week in, week out, having to get up and play to that standard, yeah. Jesus. Very tough. Uh, Bulldogs v Knights, 2 p.m. out there at a core stadium in Sydney. I will be out there. So if you are out there, come and say hi. Come and have a brewski. If you would like to join us before with Blue Wealth Property, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Reach out. Uh, for the Bulldogs, I am excited. Not that it's a huge impact supercoach-wise, but I'm excited to see Rajab start. Uh, Rajab and Oluwapu, I still think both have big careers to come in first grade. I think that this Rajab kid, I think he's a little bit more confident in himself at this point in his career than Oluwapu. So I'm keen to see him go around. How old is Rajab? I would say he's 20, 21 would yeah. be my guess. So yeah, quite, yeah <clears throat> quite young. Goes yeah, he's young. But even when he played for Lebanon last year, like there was times there where he was like overcalling Mitch Moses. Yeah. And like I, I, I think this kid's very, very confident in his ability, as he should be. Uh, Harrison Edwards and Frank Pelle both on the bench. For the Newcastle Knights, Dane Gagai um, out. Uh, we, we'll talk in pre, pre-show about, um, obviously, Reece Walsh not going to play Origin 3. What do they do? AJ Brimson's probably the obvious one. Mate, I would love to see them play Hermiso at fullback and give Dane Gagai a farewell go. I think he deserves it. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, from obviously from a Queensland perspective. So, obviously, out this week, I don't know... Uh, a foot injury, I believe I saw that, and expected to be back after the bye. But you know, if it is only a minor thing, and that they wanted to give him that farewell potentially, wouldn't it have been fucking fantastic if Reese Walsh gets suspended, Flegler drops out, and if Papali'i and Gagai were both available, give them both a farewell game and a dead rubber, one last stint. and let oh. Corey Osborne play round nineteen? <laughs> I'd be all for it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, and and on. I mean, <laughs> poor LP. I know the spy. Spy's had a tough couple of weeks. He's not, not had a lot of luck. The big fella. He won. He was. Really, he's in luck next week. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. spend a bit of time <laughs> with me. He was really eyeing off bringing AJ Brimson, and just the threat. The threat of Origin happened, and then he so he didn't end up doing it. So he went with Reese Walsh, who looked the goods. Came in, scored twenty two or whatever it was, which just for that matchup looked like a cracker. Even when that went no good, look, all right, the Broncos against the Dolphins this week, another great matchup, just hasn't happened. Uh, but AJ Brimson, I think, probably firms now to play fullback. So, another board in Brimo last week. Oh, very unlucky. I mean, unlucky, but at the same time, I suppose he was 18th man for game two. So, for the record, Spy pre show, he was calling you a coward and saying you had no idea of what you're doing. So. Just keep that in mind for next week. Come off the back fence for me. <laughs> All right, Seagulls v Roosters, Sunday, 4 or 5 p.m. from 4... No, I refuse to call it Four Pines Park. Yeah. It's Brookie Oval. Brookie Oval. Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. They could name that rugby league Guru Oval and I would still call it Brookie <laughs> Oval. Wouldn't change me. Uh, Seagulls. Okay, Gerbo leads a stack of Manly players returning. Burbo, Saab, Parker, Tulangi, Finu, nowhere to be seen. Um, I think there's, there's a bit more going on to that, obviously. Yeah. Just tough for us. Um, geez, I'll tell you what. Finu and uh, Pele sitting on my bench. They're getting very – they're putting their feet on the table. They're, they're making themselves at home. I've got them as well. Very concerned about that. I, I It's a lot of money, but firstly, Finu got dual uh, 2RF front row forward this week. So valuable. 
because when we talk about bringing nuffs at some point in the year, when I want a nuff, and, and the one that I've sort of wanted all year, but like I wasn't going to go down the nuff route, it was a dual 2RF front row forward. So while Finu hasn't been what we've expected, got us the, uh, one or two or maybe one tough buy round, at least now he can be that link between the 2RF and front row forward to switch players, which will become so invaluable for the back end of the season. Uh, but I'm the same. So I've got Finu and Pelé as my backup front row forwards. 2RF's pretty stacked. So I'll be looking around 20 to bring in like Tino or Payne Haas <laughs> for Peachy or Hosking, whoever I haven't sold by that time, um, to, to get more depth in the front row. But have that little interchanging. Oof. I'll tell you what, the uh, the dual positions that they added this week, they uh, they slipped in like me into bed at 3am trying to wake up Beck to get sprayed. They just went, Weren't didn't even sneaky? notice me. Yeah, stealth. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, for the Chooks, Suali'i, he returns on the sting. Willie goal kick, what do you reckon? Sandon Smith might have the most <coughs> basic goal kicking technique I've seen mm. since Kurt Gidley. But he was getting them over the dot. What's this is where you, you know you might not have an answer for me, but pay for yourself, mate. It's when we go to the lower grade sort of stuff, and you've been watching not only if you watch games, you've been out at the games and sends me like, is he is he been quality goal kick in the lower grades or what? I'm not too sure, but my eye test of just watching him goal kick, mm. I would assume he's not great. Mm. So so elite. I thought he was going to toe poke the other he's day. He's like 380, 390k. Yeah. Back to the wing where he averaged 56 last season becomes like it'd be far more relevant if the Roosters were playing around 19. But he's so much better super coach wise on the wing. The problem is the Roosters have been trashed this year. So are they going to turn their form around? We don't know. But I said 56 average last year and goal kicking at that price. Real sneaky one. Yeah. Um, 35 games in reserve grade. I can't see how many kicks he's kicked. Twenty-eight goals at sixty-five percent. So, so that he probably kicks. Yeah, Sandon Smith looks like a sixty-five percent goal kicker. Respectfully to him, <laughs> I genuinely thought he was going to tope. I was going to call the sand down, <laughs> put on the mound, Mal Meningera. Um, so yeah, you would have to assume that Suwaliti will take over goal kicking. Uh, what have we got? Radley, Radley on the edges with White. Um, Rads, I actually thought he held his own out there the other mm. day, uh, but. Fuck, it's desperate times with these two, and White is very interesting. I've only seen little glimpses of him, but he looks like one powerful MF. Yeah, he he can move. Yeah, he's got a bit of like Takiyahu about him to me. He goes good, doesn't he? Yeah, mean looking bugger as well. Three hundred one k neg four break even issue. Of course, is Nat Butcher named Mm. on the extended bench. So Crichton's out for a while. Egan Butcher's out for only one week uh, with the concussion. So, look, let's say Nat Butcher comes in on one edge. And, and look, may or may not, because he has moved back to the middle in recent weeks. But Nat Butcher comes back on one edge. You'd assume for Radley, firstly. And then does Egan Butcher come back on the other edge as per earlier in the year? And then they become the edge players. So, White, tempting, but probably a trap, I think. Yeah, trap. They, Roosters, you know, the other one, I, I was looking at um, Sandon Smith, having a look at him this week, but he doesn't play 19 either. Yeah. So that makes it tough. If if he play if they played nineteen, I think I'd bring in Sandon Smith this week. I like the look of him. Yeah, and there's a good chance he plays hooker this week, potentially. Turpin, I don't know whether Turpin's actually going to play or not. Mm. So, all right, they are your team of Tuesday for this week. Now, deep dive, which I've had a very very quick glance at, and I will say I'm offended early, but I will hand it over now to you, dickhead. Run away, mate. I just so I'm going away for two weeks and. Look, I worry about you, but I worry more about the listeners of Beers and Break Even, just the quality of advice that they're going to get with you steering the ship while I'm gone. So I just I just want to get a bit of a word in early to say just things to look out for. The trophy sitting next yeah, to me? That's yeah, That's one thing to look out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proceed. That one. The one that's got my name engraved on the oh, side. Please. Proceed. So just certain things that Guru will say that you need to – Double-check yourself and be cautious of. So the first one is, if he says at any point that Nico Hines is out and dealing with injury, he's actually in and he's about to score 180 points against the Dragons. So don't listen to him. 
Gary? Anything on Tyrell Sloan? Number two. If Guru comes out and says that there's a young Dragons fullback who looks the good, has a big future ahead of him, and he's a good buyer this week named Tyrell Sloan, he's not. Because he will come out and have a three-round average of 20 points. Shout out to those who came here for Tim's deep dive this week. Hope you enjoyed that. You fucker. Number three. If he drops a this-kid-could-be-anything in reference to a Harold Matz, an under-16s player, dynasty league players out there, they're the, they're the ones who, you black book people, you get them in for the long game, your trades carry over, your teams carry over to the next season. Black book them, trade them in, and get them because they will come out and average 100 in their first season in the NRL. The only part where Guru pays for himself, I mentioned it before. Number four. I needed that. Number four. I had to say something nice about you, mate. Number four. And most importantly, if the guru at any point tries to make any decisions on his own, please, please remind him that I'm only a text message away. My phone will be on at all times. You don't need to do this by yourself, mate. I'll stay available to you. So please don't make any super great decisions by yourself. I will say this. If I could have picked any of the 27 weeks you weren't going to be here for, around 19 when I'm already short on players... (laughs) Probably wouldn't have been when I've got heaps of trades up my sleeve too. Probably wouldn't have been the best week for you to disappear. So, this week and next week are going to be very, very interesting. Obviously, brought in Nick Meany, who also doesn't play round 19 for those playing at home. Another reason why it was a great trade in. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to come back in two weeks and just reassess every trade you make, every captain, every sit based start, and what your rank is. And just, mate, you might not need me. Like, I'd be highly surprised, but. Maybe start charging up the ladder and we discover that you are the secret to the show. Yeah, well, the trophy and what's engraved on it would indicate <laughs> so. Over the next 12 months, an estimated 60% of all fixed rate mortgages are going to expire. Absolute madness. I've had a chat with Pat and George about this in detail. They've told me that a lot of their clients still have a rate with a one or two in front of it. The average rate is now 5%. So what does this mean? Basically, that for a lot of people, their mortgage repayments are about to increase on average by an extra 737 bucks a month. That's a lot of extra money to have to find in your budget. If you haven't had a look at when your fixed rate expires or if you're worried about when it does, give the experts Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW a call so they can get you on the best rate possible and keep more money in your pockets to put less stress on your finances. You'll save yourself 129 bucks on a free consult because you're an SC Playbook listener. So mention SC Playbook when you get in contact. To do so, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice or give them a buzz on 029521. One six one one. All right. Some stats. <coughs> stats deep dive. Some very interesting guys here. Let's start with the hottest man on the northern beaches, Ruben Garrick. Playing fullback. Thank fuck. Thank God, eh? Mate, um, people are selling him this week. Last week, without like half, I think he was the 10th or 12th something most sold player, got moved to fullback, thankfully. In a side that was well beaten without half their squad who are returning this week back at Brookvale Oval. 20 runs, 7 tackle breaks, 2 offloads, 62 points. Well beaten team without a major attacking stat. Like, he's got a huge break even. Yeah, sure, he'll drop coin, but surely he has bigger issues in your team than trading out Ruben Garrick, dual position, proven gun, goal kicker. Playing the Roosters at Manly, the Roosters don't know if they're Arthur or Martha at the moment. <laughs> How could you possibly trade him out this week? Fucking wild. Who Arthur and Martha? <laughs> Never heard that one. Is that, is that a, is that a record? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ruben Garrick, I, I would not be trading him out this week. I am stoked to have him in my team mm. as it stands right now. That's a bizarre one. Now, the guy I want to talk about, Brendan Percura. What have you got for me? So 289k, negative three break-even, seemingly with uh, Ricky out long-term, capable still out a few more weeks. He just looks locked into an 80-minute role. He may have won the 80-minute role anyway. So just he looks to me like a very good buy. Starting edge back rower for the Brisbane Broncos, high-flying. Best part about him this week, depending which edge he plays now that uh, obviously Ricky's out. He's been playing left edge. If he stays on that left edge, he'll be running at Isaiah Katoa. 
which is just bliss. So a few stats, and these are courtesy of Supercoach Guns on Twitter. Piyakura's 70-plus minute games in New, uh, sorry, <laughs> what we, uh, Queensland Cup this year. He averaged 61.57 points. So on the small sample size we've got, his base is pretty ordinary. Like, played 80 minutes on the weekend against the Titans. He had only 36 in base, 48 points all up. Weeks prior, 28 minutes, 16 in base. 51 minutes, 24 in base. 52 minutes, 17 in base. So I do think that he's probably going to be, in terms of scoring well, pretty attack-reliant, but there's no reason why he can't jag attacking stats in this Brisbane Broncos outfit. Uh, that being said, yeah, just don't expect the world of him, but at the price and with job security, it looks pretty safe to me. From the way that Gerard was talking about at the start of the year, I'm going to back him to get some attacking stats mm. here and there. That's the other thing that I, I, I'm, I'm heavily backing in. It might, un- be, it might be those sort of... Probably not as bad. And, and again, it's only smaller sample size, but like Nanai-type vibes mm. where you might rely on tries, linebacks and that. But as I said, on everything we've heard, the sample size we've seen him, he looks good. He looks really good. Yeah. So there's no reason why they can't come. The only thing about him is that obviously doesn't play round 19. Doesn't play in 19. Yeah. And Just Bish- to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. And Bishop will also have another buy later on in the season. But look, you're not bringing a gun that you lose for two weeks. You're bringing in a cheapie to make your cash and can be a solid play when required for you. Yeah, and it's obviously a very good opportunity <coughs> to free up a bit of cash off other guys and whatnot. So I like the play. Um, all right, our next one is Big Red. Mm. I, I actually haven't had a look at his stats from the weekend, but I watched it live and I felt like that that was enough. He was <laughs> just everywhere on the weekend. Big Red, obviously. I, I, I think you can almost... You can all but lock him in to miss round 19. Mm. I, well, I, I think if he doesn't miss round 19, Hopgood misses round 19, but I'm very confident it'll be Horsburgh. God, I hope it's not Hopgood. <laughs> Don't drop that on It's got to be Big Red. I, I'm very confident yeah. it's Big Red, but I think that even if it's not Big Red, <coughs> yeah, I think it's probably Hopgood. Yeah, fair. Big Red on the weekend, 87 points, 41 tackles, 17 runs, five tackle breaks, three offloads. That is, that is just bliss for a front row forward, isn't it? Not to mention, I think he came back on with eight minutes to go and only lasted mm. three of those minutes, which, yeah, he missed out on five minutes. Doesn't sound like much, but that can be 15 yeah. points for the Could have been run. in two runs. Base. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So what I was sort of le- uh, leading to with this, though, was that on the SC Playbook podcast last night, myself and the spy, we had so many questions about, oh, who are the must-haves for the run home? Who do you need? How many trades here, et cetera? We went through our plans. We've done planning for the next essentially 10 weeks of Supercoach and all the players we need to bring back. The point was that while Big Red looks like a decent buy, doesn't help now that Flegler's out and he'll probably miss next week, but let's say he does, uh, is available next week. In my planning, little teaser to it, if you want to go and have a listen to the playbook potty, I won't, like, the top two front row forwards for the run home, you would imagine, Tenef Malawi and Payne Haas. I currently have Joe Tarpney there and Torhu Harris with limited trades and more Bigger priorities to get. Won't be able to get both of them back in. And look, there, there's... I don't think it'll happen, but potentially none of them because they're rock solid, you want them, but when there are players like Nathan Cleary or Dave Fafida, there might not be Harry Grant owners out there needing to prioritise these guys, Cameron Munster. I've said it a million times before and I'll say it again. I just don't think front row forward's the place to make moves. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one spot that has got me excited about my season is that I've got these trades left and I've still got Val, I've still got Fafida, I've still got Hines. There's only a couple of guys I feel like I need to add. Mm. They are expensive guys, obviously, a lot, lot like Nathan shit, but I think I can make some moves off the back of that. Um, all right. Scotty Drink Bloke. Tell me about him. Scotty Drink Bloke, mate. The Supercoach roller coaster, or so we're led to believe. Had a one point game against Brisbane in round two. Despite that, he's averaging 78 for the season. Five round average of 110. 140 points against the Bunnies. Mate, this season, outside of that one, way back when in round two, his lowest score is 44. There's been nothing yeah. roller coaster about him. He's about 890k now. Turbo's gone for the season. Latrell's gone, sounds like, to at least round 21. We don't know how or when he's going to come back. Scotty Drinkwater, he's so expensive, but my word, he just, in his form, having done it in a poor Cowboys outfit this season... 
a lot of money to pay out for him, but geez, he becomes a big, genuine option for the run home. And it's weird that an Origin Series can be the best thing for a team, but mm. I feel like it has been for the Cowboys. I feel like it's just given all their key guys a little kick up the arse. Reminded oh. Robson and I, all these players, how freaking good they are. Cotter. Oof. And when they're all going good, everything in this team is centred around Scotty Drinkwater. Mm. So, yeah, I like the shout. Uh, <laughs> Moses slash SJ. Good God. SJ, fucking hell. Can you just chill, bro? I can't, I can't keep doing this. You know what's funny with SJ? It's that... Like, I brought him in... Had a decision to go him or Mitch Moses in round 15. Had sort of... The word was out there that Mitch Moses was going to get picked for the Blues, so Moses wouldn't be available round 16. SJ went 119. And Moses went 95 or so. Might have been about 90. Both missed round 16. Round 17, SJ backed it up again, 112. And Mitchie Moses came out and scored 118 or something. So it's like when every man is dog is running Nico Hines out of the halfback, depending on who you've got at halfback. If, like my name Jerome Hughes, who's gone yep. similar enough as well. Everyone's probably in the same boat where they've gone Hughes, SJ or Mitch Moses over that period. But... You know, yeah, three-round average of 119, SJ. Whew. My question for you and another one we had a good chat about last night on the podcast, but all this chat around Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, they have to be your fullbacks post-origin period when Cleary returns. They're the go-to. Mate, are we getting to a point where not necessarily, particularly if we're running low on trades, if, and it's a big if, Mitchie Moses and SJ can continue this form and the way Parrot and the Warriors are playing, they have decent enough run homes, are going... Is, he, is, he, is that the must-have comp? We've already, everyone's already got Nico. Yeah. Do we have to get Cleary back in? My gut says yes, but the numbers of the last month say not necessarily. What I will say about SJ, <laughs> and people are probably blabbed deluxe about this and mm. so but, but um, last three weeks, Dragons, who are absolutely shot fucking ducks, 112. Raiders, we went down there. You blokes didn't get off the bus that night. We didn't. Warriors turned on a clinic. Yep, 119. The week before that, the <coughs> Dolphins, just as it's all falling apart for the Dolphins. The week before that, played a good Brisbane side, 39. Mm. 39 I, against the Roosters, 42 against the Storm, 41 earlier against the Cowboys. Next three weeks, South Sydney, Parramatta, Sharks, Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised if we're having a very, very different conversation about Sean Johnson mm. in a few weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if, without knowing what his break even is, I wouldn't be surprised if... Around about this point, 39 at the moment. So. Okay, so you, you caught one more week, but I wouldn't be surprised if SJ to Cleary is going to be a very the round twenty trade option. or something. Yeah, especially with the round twenty two buy, run home, head to head specific players, uh, particularly in drafties, buy in round twenty two. Then they go Titans, Tigers, Seagulls, Dragons, Dolphins. Unbelievable run home, but the next month is pretty tricky. Yeah, I also think that <clears> if and when. Tamari Martin returns to this side. That also could impact SJ. Mm. Small ball. Yep. That's and a my and look, I've been wrong about SJ for the vast majority of the season. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt. But I just I think that it's very hard to push back on that the Dolphins are busted, the Dragons are busted, and the Raiders emotion got the better of them yeah. that night and they just didn't show up. And the beauty of it is with Moses and, and SJ, you know, we get a few more weeks to look at them before even considering the move to Cleary, but like even Moses to him to Cleary around 2021 whenever he's back still looks like it'll be the play but just food for thought Jeez, hasn't Moses been impressive last few <laughs> weeks 150 then he had that uh, um, 17 and fuck me didn't everyone go in on Moses that week yeah. that played out well for you 130 95 89 118 since then massive numbers huge numbers and power us sizzling yeah yeah very fucking impressive tell you what if we like again Mitchie's got a low, low one in him from time to time but Schmitchy keeps this going, and SJ for that matter. <laughs> it's going to be a tough trade to go to Cleary when the time comes. Yeah, I'll tell Season you what. Defining. I wish I was making the decision, that decision about what do I do with Moses or SJ instead of what do I do with Phoenix, motherfucking <laughs> Crossland. <laughs> That's wonderful. Breaking my heart. Breaking my heart every single week. Uh, mate, you mentioned um, Supercoach Guns before. I don't spend too much time in the Twittersverse. I like to get in, get out as quick as I can. But shout out to them because I, I do. I feel like every three or four weeks I see a really good bit of content that those boys put out. 
Mate, I'm a Twitter fiend. You know that. I know you are. Uh, yeah. Send a dick pics and whatnot. Go follow Supercoach Guns on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow on, on Twitter. Yeah. Just, um, Shout out to the good, boys. Good, good, good number crunches. Okay. Uh, mate, should we ribbon some questions for this week or do you want to do a sit v starter? Do a sit v starter. Okay. Sit <laughs> v start this week. Um, mate, I... Obviously, Parramatta's got the bye this weekend, so I've got Hopgood, I've got Guffo. Uh, so those guys ruled out for me. Um, I've got, I'll probably be running with six CTWs this week. Um, my four starters, and I'll probably play Marshu and Talakai as well. So oh, good CT dub. Yep. Um, Billy Smith's my last one, who I probably won't run with him. I'll then have Johnny Bateman on my bench, and then I'll have Harry Grant. So I'll be sitting this week. Uh, Franklin Pelle and a huge shock to everyone. I hope you're sitting down for that one. Uh, Crossland, Schuster, and yeah, everyone else is on the buy. So mine's pretty straightforward this week, mate. What does yeah. yours look like? Initially, with a full allotment of games, I thought Sit Me started to be super relevant this week, but Para being the team on the buy, who are very super coach, very popular. I'm saying I've got Moses, Hopgood, and Madison on the buy this week. Maddo was a lady. When did you buy Maddo? Last week. Went Lemuelu. I think him. he's definitely one that I will buy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, 50 yeah, odd last week. So. Not the best, not the worst, but uh, solid enough. So, yeah. Considering they spent the entire first half kicking goals, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, sitting this week. So, my bench at this stage will be, well, Buller and Teddy at fullback. So, say Teddy at fullback. Cody Walker on my 5'8 bench. Mully Tarlow, CT Dub bench. And Harry Grant. Yep. Uh, hooker bench. I've got Cook and Harry Grant up there. So, sitting, obviously, Finu, Pele. Hopgood, Maddo, Peachy, Moses, Billy Smith and, and Richie Kenner are the two. Richie Kenner, who I brought in last week as well, and job screw is always the question mark, but plays next week, name mm. this week, made some cash, uh, and if the Bunnies can return to sort of the form that we've seen, and, and I do expect them to come back to form, this could be a little cheeky one there for the run home, and yeah, don't mind it. So, Aren't South Sydney interesting? So interesting. I just... Yeah, that was bizarre on the weekend. It just, just nothing was working. <coughs> eh? They played terribly. Terribly. Every like everything they could do, everything they did, turned to poo. Everything looked awful. Mm. Yeah. Um, shout out to Campbell Graham. He was my draft captain. He managed to still score sixty-two points in that shit fight. Yeah, the man. Absolute weapon and got no opportunities whatsoever. If the Blues won game two, I would have brought Campbell Graham in last week. I was planning to, and then when they lost him, I think he yeah, plus. Adding in the turbo injury, I was like, I think he plays game three, so I avoided it. He's got it. a debut. Yeah, and then Bunny's by around 20, so I was like, I'm just going to hold off on that one. Yeah. All right, should we rip into some questions, mate? Yeah, mate. Okay, first one, Kane Willow. Hold or sell Reese Walsh, going to miss three games, which includes an origin game, so he will miss two regular NRL games. He's got a buy in the middle there. Shout out to the people, Steve Hebner. I'm talking to you, that brought Reese Walsh last week. Supercoach Spy brought Reese Walsh last week. What would you do? Would you hold or sell? While we were waiting for the verdict last night, Spires and I said, mate, like how many games we Hope he didn't hold his breath. Yeah. Oh, God, didn't they have for a while? Jesus Christ. We were sitting there. Could have watched the Lord of the Rings in there. <laughs> I said, how how many games do we need to get for you to sell? And he goes, oh, around the three or four mark, I'd, I'd probably have to sell. <laughs> and he got three <laughs> on the dot. So it was like... <laughs> Three, so I mean, he only misses two NRL games as such. So if you if you covered all right for next week, <clears throat> and you've got thirteen, you're really only you're missing for that week anyway. So you're probably only missing for two games. Far from ideal. So I'm glad I'm not an owner. If he got cleared, I saw I was looking at maybe going Teddy to him this week. Yeah, really. Yeah. Hey, what, what, what did Teddy score? I'm not taking the piss. I'm genuine. What did Teddy score on the weekend? Thirty-two. Yeah, right. So the three weeks prior, there was about sixty-eight against Penrith. And then 118, 118. So I'm just like, that's him out of form. I'm like, just get something. Um, high break, you know, big decision to make. Where were we? Reese Walsh. So he misses round 18 this week, round 19, and then round 20. So back round 21. Brisbane you then just had, had a little uh, a golem moment with yourself. Fucking <coughs> about Teddy, I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot I was here with all of you. <laughs> <coughs> um. Where were we? Reese Walsh. Where were we, my precious? Three games. Oh, just, just the exact... Four games you definitely sell, two games you definitely hold. Three games. <clears throat> if you've got trades, 
Speak. Yeah, shout out to Timmy. Thanks for joining us once again. Unreal. He's done a guru. He's done a maguru. Uh, I would be selling Reese Walsh personally. Uh, I'd be making... Can someone move that corpse of Tim Williams out of the studio, please? Uh, I would be moving Reese Walsh on three weeks. Uh, yeah, I know it sucks if you did trade him in recently, but I would be moving him on. Hold, sell, give me one word if you can. I'm doing three podcasts today and this is the first of them. <laughs> don't, you don't want to listen to the third one, put it that way. Mate, Reese Walsh... If you have trades up your sleeve, let's say 14 plus, sell. Yeah. If 13 plus, sell. 12 or below, hold. Fuck, wouldn't it be brutal if you're one of those people with 12 or less and you brought him in last week? Yeah. Oh, shout out to you. Feel for you. All right, from Jimmy Moore. Your best slash worst trade this year my uh my worst would have to be probably tyrell sloan um probably nick meany not far tyrell sloan's probably your worst trade probably i'm trying to think what else i've done you can top that yeah i think sloan would have to be my worst who'd be your worst who's the one that haunts you nothing nothing dramatic only because a lot of people are in the same boat yeah sonny luke i brought it 274k if anyone's managed to dodge that, good luck to them. Yeah. Um, but, yep, still haunts me despite everyone being in the same boat. And another one that most people got done by, Billy Smith, who just – and still in my team just because I haven't needed to trade him just yet and he's not worth enough, whatever. But So them two are my worst. The other one, honourable mention, a bit harsh on him and makes me feel not too, too bad about my trade moves this year. But Lemuelu, I brought in – Pretty close to his peak price. And I think the first two weeks with him, I might have got 60s, but then the scores just dropped off and I've sold him. And, and that one, it, it wasn't like, you know, season breaking, but it, it hasn't helped. A lot of my best trades this year, mate, <clears throat> I think that the vast, like I, I've, I made really good moves on Bateman, Horsburgh and DeBellin. Then the week after, everyone got him anyway. So I, just, I didn't really gain anything mm. out of them. Like I like all those guys when I got them, it was a little Who bit was it? odd. Horsburgh, DeBellin, Horsburgh, DeBellin, and Bateman. <clears throat> Just when I got them all, it was the week before people were talking about them, and then. Then the week after, everyone had them. So I just gained nothing out of just about all those guys. Yeah, probably saved a bit of potential to what they brought him to at the time, but might save a bit of cash at that time. A little bit, but not yeah. unbelievable yeah. sort of cash, you and, know? And where, where you're rewarded by going a little early on someone is when it is go back to it, round four, Nico Hines, and you go early and you get to 180. And then even though everyone jumps on the week after, yeah, it's you've got 180 up on them. I do think probably one of my better moves has <laughs> been Clint Gutherson. I got on him at oh, a yeah, really, man, really good time. Huge um, trade. Yeah, since I brought him in, he's gone 113, 67, 57, 25, 81, but then he's gone 138, 132, 119. So got 400s out of Gutho, which was nice. He's only 400s of the season, so that was good. Yeah, so who's your absolute standout best one for you? KP hasn't been too bad for me either, to be fair. KP's not well, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Peach. The Peach I got at 289k. He's made... Fucking Tyrone. <laughs> fucking Peachy. <laughs> the Peach. Got him at 289k, so pretty well at his basement price. He's made me close to 300k now just before I sell him. And But the best, best thing about him is that I've just played every time I've needed to play him. So like buy around last week and, and a few other stages. Also last weekend the buy around before he's just scored well for me. So the points have been so valuable. Last weekend being <laughs> a massive one, uh, and then the other one was I just I jumped on Dream Buller at two eighty k. Buller's a good shout. So yeah. a lot of people jumped on him at three eighty and then four eighty then five eighty. Shout out Clem Casty. She jumped on him about seven hundred and then he scored his thirty. Um, yeah, so I, I just na- I didn't nail the time in that, but. I bit the bullet, got him in. I actually traded Reese Walsh to him. Who I got Walsh in at a really good time too and sold him at a really good time before he, he sort of bed shit. Um, anyone who got bullet at the 200 mark, they have nailed that. You just made me just run through Tyron Peachy's career and just think about how good he looks in a Penrith jersey and how shit he looks everywhere else. And I was thinking about, you know, the first time I ever saw Tyron Peachy, he was playing for the Sharkies in the initial last cup game. And it was the year that the Sharkies were kind of, the Sharkies New South Wales Cup, the Sharks and the Storm were sharing each other's cup yep. team. So they wore a crowd jersey with purple on the side. Mm. i never forget, it was the first time I ever saw Tyron Peach. He made a half-line break and he got ankle-tapped and he somersaulted and then got up and kept running. I just remember sitting there going, 
what the fuck yeah. was that? It was like Willy Wonka when he came out of the factory. <laughs> Da-doom, and then just kept going. I was going, Jesus Christ. And, and then I just watched him for the rest of that year and he just lit it up. Fuck, he's a good player. Please. Shout out the, the sky blue and purple jersey that should never be worn again. I didn't hate it. Didn't hate it? I didn't hate it, no. Well, tell you what, in that case, whoever has put mesh, managed to mesh those two colours together semi-successfully... <laughs> You're good at what you do. Yeah, well done to you. Good at what you do. Uh, all right, Lane Edward, buy Munster now or wait. Very, very interesting guy, Munster. You're, uh, I don't think you should buy him this week, but you're considering doing it. Yeah. Uh, everything says to me, don't buy. So yeah. Penrith this game, this week, a fresh in Penrith, the toughest game, uh, the Supercoach fixture on the calendar. Origin next week, you won't play. And then the threat of resting... Round 20 after Origin where Melbourne play on the Saturday. I feel a lot better that they've done their hooting and hollering and partying Queens enough to win in game two. <clears throat> so hoping that because he rested last week that he does back up after this. What I'm looking at is that there aren't two... First things first, I can trade Phoenix Crossland to him. And where there's... <laughs> Don't know why you would, but sure. <laughs> And it's just the standout trade in my team that it's too obvious, like too good to be true. And I'm just looking at my trades at 14 going into this week, looking at there's four key players that I want back into my team post-Origin. Cam Munster's one of them. And I can just do it now. Sure, I might miss a week or two of him, but I've got the 13 for next week at this stage, by anything going amiss. So I can just save that trade post or I can just do it now. Get him in. Yeah. That being said, like every squad's set up differently. How many trades do you have? You might have more trades than I do. You might be struggling for numbers next week and et cetera, et cetera. So Munster might not be the buy for you, but for me, I'm just thinking I just get him in. <sighs> yeah, I can't do it. Not for me, but I can understand where you're coming from. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, okay, this one comes from Matt Chandler, 96. Thoughts on Wong? Obviously, Josh Wong, he's been named to make his debut for the Sydney Roosters coming off the bench. One of your uh, boys. Yeah, one of my boys, and I spoke about him all pre-season. I, uh, I'll be honest with you, Josh Wong hasn't been as impressive in cup as what I'd hoped for. Um, and I think that he's... And I know he's been close to debuting a couple of times this year, but I, I'm not completely convinced he's ready for like big minutes in first grade anyway. And I think Robbo will be well and truly aware of that. So I think a lot of people that maybe have always had Wong in their side or whatever, I think they'll be getting very excited, but I reckon he's in for very, very small minutes for the next few weeks. So, Well, I feel like they've needed an edge back row all year and like since round one and he hasn't played yet. So I think that says it all. Yes. Yeah. Might just need, need a little bit more time. Uh, I still think he'll be a very, very good player in the future. Uh, but I'm I'm not completely convinced on Wong at this point of his career right now. But I do think moving forward, he will be a fantastic player. Mate, one other guy I just want to give a quick shout out to who we didn't mention. Um, and I understand why we didn't mention him. I think he's about jersey number 35 on the Roosters extended bench. <laughs> but Dylan Napa. Coming back mm, yeah, and managed wow. to get back into the Roosters. I think I that is that. such a good knock. So shout out to him. Um, also, just with Josh Wong, um, so far this year he's played second row, prop, lock, and I think he played a game at centre as well. So he is very versatile. He has been playing 80 minutes at lock for the last few weeks for the Sydney Roosters in reserve grade. Um, <coughs> so, look, I, I still think he's got a big future, but I, yeah, I, I just think it's going to take a little bit longer than what I thought. We want him... Round one cheapy next year, so don't come in and score all right and screw your starting price. Yes, do us a favour, mate. Okay, uh, from Dale Vincent says, no one seems to be talking about Bailey Simonson from the Parramatta Eels. Looks good for the run home. Um, mate, his form recently has been incredible. I've said a number of times I would have picked Assey weeks and weeks mm. and weeks to go over him, but credit where credit's due, he has looked pretty good. Yeah, I don't know the, the week that he made that exact switched to left centre, but it was around about three weeks ago. He's averaged 86 points in that time. Scores of 82, 92, 83. In that time, he's based, averaging about 37, 38 in base. Wow. In the lethal Eels side that play round 19, 636k, so he's one where you're like, oh, he's pretty expando, but when you compare him to like Charles Nickel Cookstad and a few other really top dollar players, Scotty Drinkwater... Look, not for me, but the results having moved to that edge, they're pretty damn good. 
I haven't looked at him. I haven't considered him. But, yeah, those numbers are hard to argue with, aren't they? How matter? They just look unreal at the moment. I will throw out there an interesting one with Parramatta, particularly gain for head-to-head specific players. Round 24 to 27. It depends how your league settings are set up, whether your final start 23 or 24. But 24 to 27, Eels go Broncos in Brisbane, Roosters, make of that what you will, Penrith out in Penrith, then they have the bye. So probably Eels players, backline players in particular, probably worth steering clear off for head-to-head. Overall players can probably get away with it a bit more, but yeah, just worth noting. I think it is worth noting as well if you are someone with those sub-12 trades, those teams with buys at the back end, your South Sydney's, your Parramatta's, mm. you need to start thinking about what's going to be your escape route from these guys. Yeah, yeah. Power around 27. Because especially we- the guys you've got there, like the Hopgoods, the Guffos, like you're like that's going to be seven to 900K yeah. you're going to have sitting there. Yeah. Para by around 27 is we're all pretty yeah, flush with para players. If there's mass restings that week, which we see most years, either around 26, 27, could, pe- could have people in all sorts. Yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Something to consider there. Uh, mate, trades and skippers this week. We'll start with skippers. Um, it's a, it has to be a, a Heinz-a-thon, doesn't it? I think so, mate. I, look, I am locking and loading on him. Captain? Yeah, straight captain. I'm really interested. There's part of me that says, do the VC, see what happens. And if he flops. And if he, like, I, just, I can't see him flopping. But Barring injury, I can't see him flopping. I, nor, nor, nor can I, but I just, HIA, something. Thursday I, I, night curse. Thursday night curse. I just, I just wonder if, because like, it, it's obviously like, and I, I kind of think, you know what? You know, if I was to get my lowest scoring player on my bed, the problem is that fucking Pelé's playing. I, well. Mate, I was about to say the same thing. That's what makes it so difficult. I could have not traded until Friday and held off and if he and VC'd him and got a not a free crack at the loop, but a semi free one. And it would have been like, all right, a copper Kenner or a Billy Smith or something. Sweet, whatever. But Pelé. Frank the Tank. Can you reach out to your mates at Canterbury and get them to pull some strings? <laughs> pull Frankie the boy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that makes it very tough. Um, mate, if you are someone that doesn't own Nico at this point, is it a must-buy this week? Must-buy this week. Look, I do think there's every chance that he plays Origin next week, uh, being 7-6, whatever it might be. Yeah. But just get him. Like, <laughs> this way. His first game back from injury this year against a Dragon side that were going all right at the time, he scored 180. Sharks, fresh off a bye. Him, again, probably playing for an origin spot. Dragons in all sorts. Oh, just by well for I tell you, it's super interesting this week. One for the show next week, mate. Here's a job for you. Have a look at the VC and C numbers on Nico for round, uh, in the top, like, 10% of teams because Nico is so clearly the obvious option this week to captain – but I've always wondered, like, you know, how much does that Thursday night game and, and opportunity not to VC someone impact super coaches? This week's the perfect example because everyone in their right mind should be captaining, captaining him straight up. Yeah. But lots of people go, oh, I want the VC opportunity. Just worth noting. Worth noting. What the numbers come out. Hopefully as. you got that uh, spy because that'll be your job, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, yeah, I mean, mate, if, uh, if people were to VC Nico and for whatever reason he wasn't to go good, who would you then be looking at? Probably um, like to see on um, Reese Walsh against the dog. Oh, wait, shit. That's <laughs> stinger. Um, I think like KP and Marshu against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Don't mind that spot. KP's a good one. Yeah. Um, I also don't mind Val Holmes against the Tigers up there. Yep. Their form's looking good. Drinky um, if you're paying up for him. Yeah, drink if you're paying up for him. would be a very good shout as well. Uh, mate. I, I wouldn't do it, and I'm probably getting a little bit off topic here, but you mentioned Cam Munster. Like, doesn't Panthers at Marvel Stadium just feel like the sort of game that Munster's going to go, okay, I'll put my boots on this week? Correct. So his last his last three games against this, the Panthers, 76 points. That was at in Penrith. 49 points. That was... At Suncorp, must be a magic round, and 86 points <laughs> also in Penrith. So three round averaging his last three games against them of 70-odd, all three away from home. Yeah. 
fresh off a, a week off, like he's pretty fixture proof. The other one that I think I, I wouldn't do myself and I can't do because I don't have him, but I mean, if you're a big believer in SJ and what he's doing, go Media Stadium over there. I believe it's uh, Daniel Anderson round for them. I think the Warriors will be up Ooh, for that one. Okay. South Sydney, I mean, yeah, they're South Sydney, but they're also conceding 30-odd points a game. In a five-day turnaround where they travel to NZ. Very tough. Still no Latrell changes. You got like I know Jacob Host isn't a huge player, but he drops like it just... Just not an ideal situation for South Sydney there. And, um, yeah, as you said, coming off a poor loss and realistically a poor month mm. into a five-day turnaround into New Zealand, yep. into a game that's going to mean a lot to the Wars. very tough yep. against long. a team that's just confident. It's Nico Hines every day of the week. But if you do VC and you do get the opportunity to go elsewhere, it's a big opportunity for yep. you to jump up there if it doesn't yep. work out for everyone. Mate, anything else? All good, mate. Shout out to Blue Wealth Property, guys. We will have uh, the link in the description below. So if you can't find it or whatever, or you're on the podcast, you can't find it, reach out to myself or Timmy. We'll send you in the right direction. Kempi's got the jumpers dropping on Monday. These are absolute crackers. So bring some shrapnel there. You'll be able to get your paws on those. And, uh, mate, have a good trip. How good? Cheers, Matt. Come back, uh, hopefully glowing a little bit from that lovely English sun in summer. I'm sure you will be, yeah. Fresh out and ready for the run home. Love it, mate. Better for the run, I reckon. So Timmy's going to be away for the next two beers and break evens? Two eps. Two eps, and then he'll be back ripping and tearing. What will that be, round 20, 21? Uh, So miss, what, round 18? So miss miss round 19, 20, back round 21. Round 21, beautiful. Just for the run home. Yeah. That'll be perfect. perfect we can't wait to have the spy on next week. That's going to be unreal. Looking forward to cutting it up with the spy. I've had a few beers with him. Had a few yarns. He's, I think we're going to work well. He's one of the greats, the spy. You two, you'll gel well. Uh, SC Playbook is running as per program while I'm gone. A few different people slotting in here and there, but same articles, same podcasts, all the same good shit. I'll be doing my listener Q&A of a Thursday afternoon uh, mm. live from the UK, so still getting that oh, out for trades and skips. What a that. treat for people. <laughs> yeah, look out. How good. Who's, uh, who's running? in the SC playbook. Maxi Bryden, one of one the, of the greats. greats. Yeah, so yeah, one of the great blokes on the planet. So Maxi's filled in for me in the past and been on the show. Also a real head-to-head specialist. So around this period, going in the back end of the season, we'll touch on a bit of head-to-head specific stuff, which I know listeners out there love. Uh, so be perfect for that. Does a heap of the cricket content with us and knows his footy inside and out. How good. Unreal. Go out, grab yourself a case of bloke in a bar this week, legends. And uh, I will see you next week. Tim's dogging you for two weeks, so he'll see you in three. Uh, but I'll be here next week with the great super coach spy. All right, we'll see you soon. Cheers, legends. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 